Hey girls, hey. <laughs> Welcome back to this episode. I lost track of where we're at. I don't think it really matters unless I want a reference. I don't know. I'll put it in the title, but um, we are back for, I think it's episode six. Did you enjoy Heather's episode? Dear Heather, last week it was amazing. It was such a great hear, a great hear to hear her story. Uh, to listen to Heather's story from last week. She is so great. I'm so proud of the work that she's doing. If you haven't heard, go check it out. But today we are talking about the idolatry of worry. The idolatry, the worship of worry. Basically is what it all boils down to. When we indulge in the emotion of stress and worry and I wanted to yeah kind of like title have a provocative title um that will maybe grab your attention I mean what do you think of when you hear the idolatry of worry like what I don't worry isn't idolatry like what um okay let's so let's dive in um I just have been thinking about this this is actually something that I I was shown, I learned, it was like an aha moment, probably last year, probably, you know, it was probably when I moved, because I'm going to talk about that later in the podcast here, about when I moved to Texas, so that was um, spring of 2019, fall of 2018, it seems like spring because I went, I went back home for Christmas, so I like moved, and then I went back home, and then I came back. Um, between November 2018 and uh, December, January, I like lived in Texas. But so I realized that I was worrying and my natural tendency, and it might be for a lot of y'all, my natural tendency when there are struggles or trials or challenges, right? Who doesn't worry? Like, dude, who doesn't worry and stress when hardship comes our way. And I've actually talked a little bit about this in my 12 Days of Blissmas series, which this is a unit in my group. If you want to watch the 10 video series, super great. I talk about it a lot, but it's one of the days in my 12 Days of Blissmas of how I coped with my financial stress. Um, and just like a little bunny trail. I wanted to share this thought with you today. There is so much that is going on in my life and in my business. But when we can get our footing on what we're stressed about and our decision, our choice to worry, it is a game changer and it's going to change your life. So kind of like taking a break in everything that's going on to share with you the idolatry of worry. Okay, so for me, my natural tendency is to freak out and live on the verge of an, an emotional breakdown. When I'm stressed, when there is a struggle, especially financial, holy crap, watch out, get out of the way, I'm about to freak out. <laughs> okay, and I talk about this in my 12 Days of Blissmas series a lot because it was a story that I had been writing for myself for a long time for a long time and I could not break out I could not get free from it so not enough money forecasted for rent by the end of the month panic oh my gosh what am I gonna do what am I gonna do what am I gonna do <laughs> 
this is me pulling my hair out, okay? When I moved to Texas, it was one of the most stressful times of my life because I had borrowed money to move. I had sold three quarters of my house so that I could move and like hardly take anything with me. Uh, and I didn't have a job. <laughs> I moved before I had a job. So if you know anything about me, part of my story too that I talk about on occasion is how I am a good girl and I want to do things right and I want to be responsible. So my stress and worry and freaking outness was seated in the thought that I am a horrible person because I'm not being responsible. I'm so irresponsible. This is a bad idea. Of course, I'm going to be broke. Of course, this isn't going to work out. Panic, exhaustion, not good. No bueno. Okay, so I moved to Texas. It was the most, one of the most stressful times of my life, which was all self-induced. But I, like, despite having the stress of finding a job, definitely not going to make rent. It's Christmas. Can I even go home? I'd have to drive if I did. I don't, I don't have money. I don't, I don't have gas money, blah, blah, blah. Woe is me. I'm such a victim. Okay. Despite all of this happening, like, okay, I chose to move. I chose. Yeah. I mean, anyway, it's another story for another day. How, like, what drove me to move in such conditions. But underway, I needed to be reminded of God's goodness. Because when we worry, this is what we do when we worry. We look at our Goliath and uh, we say, how am I going to kill him? How am I going to defeat my Goliath? How am I going to overcome this problem? How will I do it? And give me that armor. Saul, hand it over. I need the armor. I need the sword. I need the helmet. I need the shield. I need it all. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. How am I going to do it? Oh my goodness. How am I going to slay this Goliath? What can I do? But I want to read to you in 1 Samuel 17.37. What did David do? Let me just read it here. 1 Samuel 17.37. The Lord who delivered me, David, from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. What did David do when he was faced with trials and tribulation? Oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. (laughs) He put the pressure on God. He said, God's going to do it. Don't y'all worry. God can handle it. Like the God of our forefathers, the God who created the universe. He can handle it. He's got it under control. And in verse 45, David said to the Philistine, you come at me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. So threw it back as an insult to Goliath. You better buckle up. You better say your prayers. You're about to go down. You defy the Lord God Almighty, and he is going to back me up in taking you down. As a matter of fact, I'm going to cut your own head off with your sword because all I got is a rock. (laughs) So David put the pressure back on God. He didn't say, how am I going to do it? I, me, 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 I, I, I. Like he did reference some of his victories he slew the lion he took down the bear and god rescued him okay so he had some experience in slaying 
enemies. But if you trusted God with your problems, you won't have anything to worry about because you're putting the pressure back on God. In fact, if you do worry and choose to stress, this is an indicator that our trust is not in God. If you trusted God, you would not have anything to worry. But what do we do? We check our bank account. We look at our circumstances. The proof is in the pudding. This is the evidence. These, this is where I'm at. I don't have a job. I'm not going to pay rent. It takes two weeks for me to even get my first paycheck. So how in the world am I going to have enough to pay rent? It's due in two weeks. I don't have a job yet. End of the story. I'm going to have to move back home. Oh my gosh, I'm so scared. I'm so stressed. Let me do all the things. Let me bite my nails. Let me fill out all the applications. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, right? Rather than trust that God's going to take care of me, which he did, okay, and put my faith and my hope in him. So when we worry and stress, it's because we're trusting ourselves and not God. And guess what? No wonder we're stressed and worried because we don't have the power. We do not have what it takes. And when David, if he were to look at Saul's armor, which was too big, it was loose fitting, it was too heavy, he's never used it before. He's like, oh my gosh, this is not going to end well for me. If he looked to his own power, he would be trusting himself and his sword and his shield. But instead, he stripped all that off and went prancing out on the field with his uh, slingshot and three smooth stones. Three, five, five smooth stones. But it only took one, the first one. Uh, how did he know he would need more? Anyway, um, so when I realized that I was putting myself in God's place when I would choose to be worried and stress, I realized that I was no longer worshiping God. I was worshiping myself. I was looking to myself to be my own provider and to take care of my own needs. So when I worried and stressed, I was looking to myself. I was being God in my own life, thus the worship of worry. When we stop trusting God, we start depending on ourselves, Or we look for our security to come from others, like our spouse or our parents. And then instead of putting the pressure on God, like David did with Goliath, we put the pressure on our loved ones, on my spouse, on my parents, on myself. And I look to them to provide for me, but they can't. And I look at all the ways they can't because they're not God. They don't have all the means and all the resources in the world, all the means possible. So I look at all of their shortcomings, how they're not enough. They're not, they don't love me enough. They're not providing for me, them, 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 they, they, they. And I point fingers and I blame which is also a form of victim mentality because I am refusing to take responsibility. And when I take responsibility, I can put my faith and my trust and put the pressure on God. 
I hope that helps. Does that make sense? You can search for the evidence of your belief and trust and faith and hope in God by seeing where you are worrying and stressing. Okay, let's go talk about this more in the group, A Mindset on Things Above, in my Facebook group. You can also, if you're not in the group, um, uh, email me. I think my, my email, I was trying to find ways to like include other ways to be in communication with me in the show notes, in the podcast notes. So email me, um, come visit me on Facebook, come hop in the group. And uh, tell me what you think. How do you feel? What other questions do you have? Let's keep the conversation going. I would love to follow up with you here and there. And until next week, keep your mind set on things above. I love you. Bye.